Hello, Agape Church and friends. Welcome in to the Building Up Podcast. This is episode number 96. I'm David. Thank you guys for being with us for this episode of the podcast. We are continuing to do a series here on the podcast where we are walking through the wise sayings in the book of Proverbs. And so uh, I think this is the fifth episode we've done in this series, I believe. And so we're just looking at some big picture themes and trying to collect the Proverbs in each of the chapters into those big picture themes that we see and just trying to use this as an aid and a tool to help us to learn and glean wisdom out of these wise sayings. And so I hope you've had a chance to listen to uh, this series of the podcast. I hope that it is helpful. If this is your first one that you're jumping into, thank you for being a part of it today, but also perhaps you want to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes and find them helpful as well. Today's episode, episode 96, we are looking at chapter 14 of Proverbs. So if you have not read that, I would suggest you do so. Go through and read some of the Proverbs, uh, maybe even before you listen to this podcast, but certainly at some point. And just know that I'm I'm pulling these Proverbs together into themes that I see as I go through this chapter, but uh, you may see different themes, or, or the Lord may reveal something different to you about how these Proverbs are collected, and uh, I think that is awesome if that happens. And so, again, I, I hope this is more or less just a way to kind of get your mind and your heart thinking in the direction of wisdom. And please remember that as we do this, the type of wisdom that we are pursuing through the book of Proverbs is knowing how to apply God's word rightly in any situation. And ultimately, the ability to do that, it points us to a man, and that man is Jesus Christ, who was the wisdom of God, wisdom personified. So we're not just pursuing to be wise people, uh, just to um, even just to have wisdom, which is extremely valuable. So we want that, but ultimately we're doing this and pursuing wisdom because the, the wiser we are, the more we're like Christ, the more we pursue wisdom, the more we're pursuing Jesus and his character. So just keep that in mind as we look at these Proverbs, somehow all of these point us to Jesus. All right. So several themes in chapter 14. As a matter of fact, it was it was a it's a really big, deep and thick chapter. Uh, there were themes of leadership uh, that I saw. There were themes regarding the poor and how wise people treat the poor versus how foolish people relate to or treat the poor. There are proverbs about learning, and there are proverbs, of course, about speech. That it feels like there's. Uh, Proverbs about our tongue uh, and how we speak in almost every one of these chapters. There are some Proverbs about the fear of the Lord throughout chapter 14. Two themes that I'm going to highlight for us today, uh, though, is one, the theme of wisdom and folly. 
and the difference between the two. And and this is uh, pretty meaningful to me as we are going through a Sunday teaching series right now in the spring of 2022 called Wisdom and Folly. And as a matter of fact, our theme verse or our central verse for that teaching series is found here in chapter 14. So what we see is this theme of how wise people discern their life where foolish people or those who are given to folly, they are deceived. And one thing to keep in mind about deception that is profound yet simple is that when you're deceived, you don't know it, which is kind of the whole point, right? You don't understand that you have fallen into deception. You think you're on the right path. You think that you have this great understanding of life and how things work. Yet, the truth is you're deceived. You you don't actually have wisdom and you don't really know the the best thing to do and how things work. And and the Bible says that foolish people are deceived by their folly and their love for folly, their love for going their own way. And and that love for those things actually deceives a foolish person where a wise person takes steps to really discern their life. And, and that's uh, the theme verse for our teaching series on Sunday mornings. It's verse 8 in Proverbs 14. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Verse 16, very similar to that. One who is wise is cautious, or another way of putting that is they fear the Lord, and they turn from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. So there, there's that picture. Wise people understand they don't always have the right answers. They understand they don't have all the knowledge. They discern their way. That means they're, they're careful to think about how they're living. Wise people ask diagnostic questions of themselves. They, they ask hard questions about their life and about the choices they're making. Wise people also surround themselves with other wise people who can help them see their blind spots, help them see the things that they can't see about their own life because they want to discern their life. They want to be wise about that. When the Bible says they're cautious, it doesn't mean they're cautious in a way that they're paralyzed from making a decision. Sometimes you can be so worried and anxious and cautious that you almost never do anything. But the cautious there means they fear the Lord. They want to know what God says about their life. They want to discern what pleases God. That is the mark of a wise person, and they're continually taking steps. I think that's why it is wise to to journal, <laughs> to write things down, um, to write questions you have down about your life or uh, to write things down that you want to think carefully about or things that you're praying about. Um, writing is a way in which we can really learn and dive into our heart. But but somehow we're doing something in our life to really discern our way. We're We're foolish people. Those who are not wise, they are deceived by their own folly. They are deceived by their own thoughts. They're deceived by their own way of living. They're not thinking about what they do. They're not asking questions about what they believe. They are reckless and careless. Uh, they are, they may to them, it, it may just seem like they're living life, right? They're, they're just 
you know what, I'm carefree and I'm just, I'm going with the flow and I'm following my heart. And the Bible says people that live that way ultimately are being fooled. They're being deceived by their folly. A few other texts or a few other passages in chapter 14 show us this. Verse 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but his end is the way of death. Now, certainly that way is self-governance, where you live your life being your own boss. That, that's really, if we're honest, that's what, that's what we think freedom is. It's, it's the ability just to make our own decisions and, and do the things we want to do. And, and no one's, no one's telling us anything. The Bible says that's not actually true freedom. It's slavery. And the Bible also says that you can be utterly convinced that what you're doing is right and the way that you're living is right, yet you're actually on a path that is leading to your own ruin and destruction, which is why wise people discern their life. Verse 15 of chapter 14, Solomon says, The simple believe everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. Now, again, I don't think it is it is wise and godly to be such a suspicious person that you never believe anything or anyone. But there's also a way in which we can be too gullible, especially today in our social media-driven culture where we believe everything we see posted, uh, where we are learning uh, and thinking about life based on what we saw someone say on social media. The simple believe everything, but the prudent, they really stop and think and ask good questions about how they're living. And so the Bible shows us this uh, over and over. Wisdom and folly. Wisdom discerns, folly deceives. That's a big theme in chapter 14. One more big theme in chapter 14 is Proverbs surrounding the heart or our emotions Quite a few collections of wise sayings around that theme in chapter 14. Verse 10, for example, essentially says, No one can truly understand another person's heart or another person's emotions. The ESV puts it this way, The heart knows its own bitterness, and no stranger shares its joy. In other words, there are there are certain feelings and emotions that you have that no one else can really understand other than you. And vice versa, there's there's certain ways that other people feel that only they truly understand the 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 pain, the hurt, the bitterness that's in their heart, or the joy and the celebration that's in their heart. And we can try to explain that to other people, but often that's going to fall short. And why that proverb is important is it reminds us to be people of empathy, to be people of sympathy, to remember that, you know what, even though I can say, if I was in that situation, here's what I would do, or here's how I would feel. We really don't truly understand how another person feels. We just can't. Only God can know the heart of a man. Verse 13 says, even in laughter, the heart may ache. In other words, someone who is laughing may actually be trying to mask their pain. So we should remember that when we're interacting with others. That proverb goes on to say, the end of joy may be grief. In other words, uh, someone who is extremely joyful today, tomorrow they may not be. And that helps us to, to set our own hearts about how we interact with other people and even with life. It, it's sometimes when we're joyful and we're happy and we're going through a good season, it's, it's sometimes easy to overlook people who aren't. But we should remember that any one of us could, can fall into sorrow at any moment. Some more 
Proverbs around emotions. Verse 29 says, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. This is a different kind of heartfelt emotion. It's one of anger. And and essentially what this proverb is saying is that you know a person of great wisdom because you see they have the ability to be slow to get angry. It's not that they don't ever get angry, but they're slow to get there because they're pondering, they're patient, they're building up a Christ-like character in them that is empathetic toward others and puts themselves in other people's shoes. And so they're slow to just get frustrated and angry toward other people. But a person who is foolish, they have a quick temper. They they go uh, just just they go with their first gut and right away they get mad, they get mad fast. And the Bible says that is a foolish way to live and we should strive after wisdom that will help us be patient people. And then verse 30, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. So here again as a wise person is someone who who is seeking after and cultivating peace in their heart. And they're doing that by pursuing Jesus, who promises to give rest to the weary. And they're staying close to Christ, who will give them his peace so that they can share that peace with others. And actually, that can help you be physically well. (laughs) It gives life to your flesh. It helps your attitude. Right? Don't you just feel better overall when you have a good attitude? Don't, when your heart is happy, don't you have more energy and strength in your life? Peace in your heart can be life to your flesh. But on the other hand, envy, jealousy that leads to bitterness can actually make your bones rot. You can damage your life, even your physical life, by the bitterness in your heart. High blood pressure, right? Anxiety and worry and stress, all of that anxiety and worry is the same thing, I understand. But uh, all of those things, it, they can act, it can actually physically impact your life. So there is a physical benefit to being a wise person, a joyful person, a person who's at peace, who, who pursues those things and pushes away bitter jealousy and strife and hatred out of your heart, which can actually make your bones rot. And that's what we're being taught here in Proverbs. As we end today, I want to highlight verse 4 in chapter 14. This one really didn't necessarily fit somewhere in one of the big themes, but it's kind of a, a little bit of a of an odd proverb, but I think it's an important lesson, and that's where we'll end on this episode of the podcast. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. I think this is a proverb that says, You know what? Unpleasant work may be needed in order for you to get fruitful results. Yeah, it's good. If you don't have any oxen, it's good because you don't have to clean up after them, right? The manger's clean. But a fruitful life, abundant crops, you actually need those ox. You need those oxen to actually uh, do the work in order to be fruitful. So sometimes you're going to have to do unpleasant things and you're going to have to go through unpleasant circumstances. You're going to have to do hard work in order to get the fruitful results that you want. And we're being taught that in Proverbs. Hope this has been a help to you today. I hope you're enjoying this series as much as I am. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Until next time, church, grace and peace to your family. 
Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, a ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Son, I'm giving you victory. I can hear the sound of the lion of Judah. I can feel.